Hello and welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the final episode of The Expanse. Can you believe it? Uh, season 6, episode... I forgot where we were at for a minute. Season 6, episode 6, entitled Babylon's Ashes, which is the title of the sixth book as well. Directed by Breck Eisner. Written by Daniel Abraham, Ty Frenick, and Noreen Shanker. A this episode a 9.4 out of 10. I wanted to give it a 10 out of 10 just because it was the finale. And emotionally, I really enjoyed the season. But I do have a few a few little nitpicks with the finale in itself and in some of its construction. But overall, I think this is, has been a, a really great season. And when we get into our season six wrap up, which will occur next Sunday, I believe that's the 23rd, we'll talk more about the seasons and, and get more in depth of saying goodbye to the show. But we're just going to discuss the, the finale episode tonight and just focus on there. We got a little bit of feedback, but if you want to send feedback in for that particular finale, uh, blackercouch at gmail.com not putting a limitation on the audio or the written so get your feelings out if you if you're feeling that way all three people that may consider sending feedback <laughs> and i did of course put my expanse uh screen firehawks award poll out there on twitter uh at black or couch or is it at black girl underscore couch if you want to find that, I think I've given enough of a, a preamble. Let's go ahead and get into the episode itself. Now, I did not write any notes because, quite frankly, I've watched it three times already. <laughs> and taking notes is not at all something my shoulder is into doing right now. So, we're going to go by memory. I believe it starts with... Well, I guess we could just go with, um, yeah, let's start with the, the, the talking of exactly what we're going to do, our game plan, right? So Christian, drummer, some unknown person that represents the Martians are all discussing what the plan is going to be. They're going to track down, they're going to stop Marco before he actually gets to the ring gate. They have three junctions to do that. Uh, if they don't, they once again announce, I think they've announced it 15 times, he's going to have control of all of the ring space for the next generation. Didn't need that line. We know. We know what the stakes are. <laughs> we don't have to reinforce them. Uh, James is there as well. He says that the Rossi's going to do something that's pretty damn innovative. Drummer approves. I loved his response. Thank you. <laughs> it's like a belter would be proud. It's like that's all I ever wanted to be was an honorary member. I didn't like the whole drummer and and the Martian. It, I know some of these character beats are supposed to, if it was a little bit, because I've already listened to Babu, so unfortunately this is not as untainted as I would have wanted my finale recap to be. I have a tendency to record and then go listen to podcasts, but I have listened to Bob Move uh, and I listened to Pete Peppers and I was, all, <laughs> I was all up in that live tweet. So 
uh, I can't pretend as if I didn't get some other opinions on things but yeah I had an issue with this just because it felt as if we're being children and this is not the time like we've got we've come way too far to start acting like children now it took way too long to get the belters on our side for martians to just be like yeah let's go back it to being no come on we gotta learn some lessons it's almost like the character of gareth it's like come <laughs> it, it's comically stupid how people are being that and, and it's you know it's probably realistic i will give it that it, it probably is you got people like that you just have to deal with like oh my god i'm fucking surrounded by morons but i do think that it is a little um a little asinine that christian's the only adult in the room <laughs> everyone else is so easily you know forced into their own personal feelings that's you know i get it and to some degree with kamina she wasn't made for politics but everything has been pushing her back into that particular role and then where she ended up at the end of the episode i just expected more so i like that we didn't get to know what the rossi was gonna do so that would be a surprise and that we did know enough of the plan to know that when things went wrong we can spot it more easily which is we're going to go after the frigate. Um, I did like how Marco understood how Belters will react. <laughs> like we, we still want to salvage shit. So he used that to his advantage. That's a smart play. A lot of the plays some people are giving Marco credit for aren't smart. But that one was a pretty smart play. I think that his plan to to pummel earth was smart he just didn't expect people to be smarter than him and that's the issue right then we have a little bit of a calm before the storm i love that christian was just uh meditating <laughs> there was a death watch the death watch was it it's been discussed but it, it was overly done you know who was gonna die in the finale i didn't really think it was gonna be anyone significant just because if you are gonna go out on a finale at this point if it was to happen it would have been mid-season that's just my personal opinion and this is not the type of they've never used character deaths as something to prop up a premiere or a finale um to give it more weight so i really didn't expect a huge character to die in this episode which is why I was kind of bothered by the the little tells that just didn't it was all and I guess on the other flip side of that why not fuck with the audience why not I mean a lot of shows throw red herrings around all the time I think it's because it was so many that's why one could get a little <laughs> like you're overdoing it just a bit with the whole Clarissa, then you know, you set it up. I didn't think that they set it up though, I will say, for a Christian to die at all. Because look around, who the fuck is gonna do anything to mediate anything with the Belters at this point? It's no there's no one else on earth that they've even shown a half capable, which is rather sad. Billions of people, only one person's capable. That's not realistic. But <laughs> once again, we're propping up 
uh, certain things that in hindsight uh, one can find critique with but when she looked at said she was going to share a salad with her daughter I was like yeah she's probably going to do that like that gave to me a lot of people thought that read as you know she might die I thought that was an infusion of hope for her something and that's what I was missing last season was that Christian is a character that's very much her politics and her career first over her family and then upon losing Arjun um, she ended up reconnecting with her family and that became something that was important to her and this particular little uh, niece is a Easter egg but we never got her any any real connection with her family and while I understood it in the first part of the the series after the rocks hit I kind of expected a little bit more but that little bit gave me what I needed to know going over to the Rossi because I think this is our biggest um, emotional beat let me see if I can remember everything <laughs> um, I know there was the scene where uh, Peaches was talking to Amos and then Naomi comes in and she says Clarissa can you change the thing on this deck and she's like yeah of course I can do it and it's giving her something to do because I'm telling you I trust you to do something with my ship <laughs> I'm allowing you to be a part of my home even if it is a task that someone else usually handles clearly this is something you two want to do together she's accepting it I could go into my critiques here which I will which is that there was no build up to it and that's what I I, I think that's what some of the scenes I didn't in, enjoy as much because of the the fact that it had to be condensed and we missed kind of like last episode where I was saying we missed the scene between her going to see drummer and then Holden talking to Christian and this case and scenario we missed the scene between Naomi and Amos and this particular scene of them just already wrapped it up I would have wanted a little bit more like he was just happy to see her <laughs> and then he goes uh where she goes i remember the first time you called me boss i thought you were fucking with me because you were there so much longer and he was like you were lead engineer but then it became more than that and he's like yeah and there is this softness that comes into play when wes is uh you know or anus is talking to naomi but for someone who rightfully um Believes this is one of the tightest up the tightest friendships, longest friendships in the Expanse universe. Um, I don't know. I thought they were a little shortchanged when it came to their interactions in the past seasons. Uh, I guess that's just more of a season complaint. So let's stick in the episode. Um, but for this particular scene, it just would have been nice if there was just a little bit more. And I got I need and the thing of it is i could have had so much less of peaches i didn't we didn't need to know that she was dying we didn't need to know it it's something that yeah may we could have had a quick scene of it but i felt like we spent a lot of time in it and maybe it's just because i just didn't care to spend as much time on peaches <laughs> and our integration with integration with the crew 
um even with the peaches and naomi i feel like there needed to be a conversation i'm sorry hey like the way in which she talked to jim i feel we could have got some of that with naomi considering their their interaction was way more personal um more on a visceral level than her and jim and i felt like they gave her and jim a lot of scenes together and they kind of gave us this one where you know she looks at you as boss now so you know just know that's sweet but it doesn't resolve absolutely anything between these two characters which is you know hey i know you may not have understood some certain things we haven't talked about the fact that you had a kid <laughs> you know there's just a lot missing from those interactions that i'm really sad to see go there was an interaction as well between bobby and holden i thought this was a very sweet interaction because bobby is just so gung-ho to go to war <laughs> she's like your suit can fit all that oh hell yeah my boss ass bitch 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 i really thought that uh there was gonna be a mention a comment about the missile nope i thought at least she was gonna like punch him in the face <laughs> no not that but like hit him really hard on the shoulder or something and he not know what it's about but no there was absolutely no mission or no mention of that and i was very surprised considering but it just shows to me bobby's prioritization i think she really did except in the last episode like i think it drove her crazy because she didn't understand like one in a million chances how is that possible but then the minute she's told Holden disarmed it. Ah, okay, okay. That that makes way more sense to me than I just have shitty luck. <laughs> and I think once she got that, and she's like, "Look, this man makes ninety nine percent of selfish or selfless choices in life, and one percent he made a selfish choice. Am I really gonna stress on that? No." Uh, it just shows where because that was my biggest worry is thinking because she kind of works for christian she would have to tell christian that and christian would not have the same reaction i don't think any person uh really that deep into politics would have had that reaction i think telling bobby was a way to put her into the crew and i'm okay with that i really am uh she joins much earlier in the series than the than the books uh, she does not join the crew at this point in the story but i uh am happy that she that she did and they just let this particular thing go but she is so happy to get down there in her power armor they have a brief commerce conversation about the tashi about how alex always said it was a smart ship that found smart enough i like the legitimate salvage better <laughs> Uh, the ship found them no it didn't <laughs> it was a legitimate salvage uh then we go to clarissa having her migraines she goes to the computer it did explain why she eats so much salt it's because she's dying from the implants it's five years i didn't know why there, there are some things i do just want to ask the the authors why five years we're not as if to say like you would be dead before because <laughs> i've read the book so i know that clarissa doesn't die in five years 
so i don't know why we put that there other than for the red herring of she could possibly sacrifice herself you had that huge moment of the ship has a mechanic it seemed as if she had a whole arc and she's getting a lot of attention so sure she decides to make dinner for everyone and i knew we were gonna have a dinner at some point everyone was gonna be sitting around that table because that's what they do that's how they squash beefs too we all know that uh at the table having dinner together from from season two and i enjoyed it i didn't even mind that we didn't get the red kibble i did get love the the reference i can it's like it don't matter if it sucks i can make some red kibble real quick <laughs> and bobby's like please don't please don't i thought it was super cute um when amos came over to stick his hand and she's like she slaps it away and then here comes bobby <laughs> and then amos slaps her hand away like, you don't even have a spoon <laughs> just cute just siblings i think they've decided to merge alex and bobby's characters together because there was a lot of alex in the bobby interactions with amos and i finally got that <laughs> at the end of the season like oh that's what they're doing and i did have um a little bit of a different insight into their previous interaction i know it was very hard on amos last episode i still stand by it but there is that that um that missing friend to talk to to run all of this crazy shit that mom and dad are doing <laughs> to to the other family member that equally is kind of just going with it so yeah i i get that part too that maybe he was missing that and even though he has clarissa he still doesn't have that particular bond that someone to to kind of piggyback what's going on in the ship and that was bobby so that that's fair uh, but i love the scene with them sitting down to eat and you had naomi come over briefly to talk to Holden. says she's just trying to wash the blood off her hands just like philip um took me a while to see it or something to that effect and he's like i'm glad you finally did and yeah i still would have needed an apology or something shit can you write a note or a card can you make me a little pen i'm just <laughs> oh, i'm being funny so yes love the dinner loved uh just james staring at his family being so happy because we know that's when he's the happiest and then everyone eats and then Amos is like, I'm just going to take this pot. And then it's time for battle. They've located the Pella or the drive signature. Drummer is up. It's sad seeing her leave and there's none of her family there with her. I thought that was really, really considering that scene we just got. She has to go alone. Now this is the one character where I would have been... not as surprised if they end up dying however i really just didn't buy sandrani as anyone that would be at the table with <laughs> i'm still surprised they were at the table with christian so once again my <laughs> my um my projection of events we're interfering with the story 
that they were kind of leaning into but it still was sad to see that she did not have any and i really to be quite frank wanted to have naomi involved in more of her really getting her like i don't know i had some expectation at the end of this that she would bring her family to her or something like that or she would talk to them or i don't know but i feel as if the last scene that they had together a lot of people were saying how how naomi's manipulative and it just seems like a one-sided relationship and i'm like one if you ever listen to the interviews you know that's not true uh they they ship (laughs) the actresses ship their characters super hard together and it's not a one-sided thing she's in love with holden but she would have if another life she would have loved kamina and so um seeing that scene and then having her and holden really be involved in i mean it could have been us there's no it's nothing to say that holden that she wasn't involved but there's no emphatically i would have just wanted an emphatic involvement on her behalf just because they're so close and it just feels as if they're only given so much but like i said that might just be a personal complaint more so than a show complaint (laughs) Because I just want more of what I want versus more of just maybe what a majority of the fandom probably uh, is is excited for, which was a lot of the the Bobby and Enos stuff. So then we go to battle, the battle stations, and it seems as if it's a success, except that Marco has played them, and he covered his Pella to look like a frigate. And then he unleashes the full weight of his rail guns or whatever he has his machinery on the belters who unfortunately are wiped out i really like the holes in the ship <laughs> that is terrifying that is probably like the worst thing to me and she's just calmly i'm like ah there's a fucking hole in the ship <laughs> so she tells the rest of her fleet go ahead go on uh i am going to kill this motherfucker and I believed them, and I'm glad that they they gave her that line because yeah, drummer's not the type to walk the fuck away. And if she could, in the last minute, get the last fuck you and ram her ship into to the Pella, that's what she's gonna do. So I'm glad that they gave her the action, and then right afterwards, you look out through the window hole and you see a ship going by, and Walker comes on, all fucked up. And he says, Boss man, you me had the same idea. Looks like I beat you to it. <laughs> and I just uh oh, fucking Walker. Hero. more of what i expected so 
I was sad to see him go, but I completely understood and it saved Drummer. And then there's nothing else that she can do besides let back and hope that the Rasananti can, you know, because uh, Earth has failed, <laughs> the Belters have failed, uh, and there's not much else to do. Of course, he doesn't even get to ram his ship into the Pella because another ship sacrifices themselves for the Pella however the debris ends up um, damaging the ship and killing Rosenfeld which we'll get to in a minute we go over to the Pella there was a scene I did skip uh, with Christian it wasn't a big scene just you know it's the nature of our species too little too late <laughs> uh, it's just the same bullshit which I get with him saying, like, I don't feel comfortable with our prime minister, whatever the fuck you are, just sitting here where bullets can come at you. <laughs> but she needs to, to know the battle in real time. Then he goes, right, it's, a, it's a shame so many belters didn't come to our side. And it, it is kind of like, well, why would they? That, that This expectation, oh, we did this one thing. But you really didn't. I mean, being quite frank, you didn't do shit. You came to secure your own personal investment in Siri Station because it's an important, um, it's important piece of real estate to have. It was yours in the beginning, to begin with, anyway, and you wanted it back, and then it was stripped, and then all you did was, you know, you gave out a little bit of food, a little bit of water, but ultimately the belt came back with their own shit and kind of helped you out not only that you know there you no one knows about the fact that a belter is helping you regrow food on your planet they've already saved you so many times how are you shocked and surprised this is one of those recycling bits of of dialogue i just don't need and then we finally go over to the Rossi's part of the battle. I love this idea where Naomi drops all these containers. There was an odd line from Amos like, Naomi's usually better at calculating the odds or something to that effect. And I thought at the end she was going to say, well, I didn't want to overdo it because she was afraid of work waking up the entities. And then when she looked at that screen, she would have said, oh, as I suspected, Jim, it did wake up the entities like she had a, a dual experiment going on in her brain because it does feel very much like like it feels as if she knew that it could happen in the books but only pushed it at the end uh, but that's later on but I love the shipping containers giving the rail guns <laughs> more than they could possibly shoot but then those shipping containers also contain our people amos is going down in the the assault team and there's a line where peaches says for someone who doesn't want to be a hero you're always doing heroic shit i'm really surprised he went down with the assault team and he did he or did he not have uh because I didn't know those were all Martian armor. I'm pretty sure he didn't have Martian armor on. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> Which is a problem later on. Uh, the, the whole scene of Amos 
uh, coming out of the container and then the 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 craziness going i thought that was fucking fantastic uh it's probably one of the most ambitious things i've seen on television uh i don't it, you could sit there and play nitpick all day but ultimately it was just uh, it, it's fucking amazing to watch <laughs> it is um i think someone made a complaint it was too long uh, you know it was exactly the i mean it pulled you into that scene in ways that you would never have been pulled in if you weren't watching a fan favorite character <laughs> in a fucking crash couch essentially um with a fucking booster rocket strapped to him going down it's just insane it's one of those scenes you get from the book and then you know i know a lot of people are going to probably complain their book readers that there was so much going on that they probably would have wanted a little bit more but i don't care i don't as someone who read the books i think this was really thrilling to watch then the assault team goes down they're pinned down um they're losing more paws than they anticipated the rossi is able to uh cut off communication the comma ray and do what they're supposed to do but until they take out the rail guns because they want to take over the rail guns there's not much they can do they are shooting armor piercing rounds uh the people from adita station and if you were watching the credits um all of the beginning credits you would have seen them installing the rail guns now there was some indication that what they were doing this whole entire time was a ship and that's fair when you saw it come through the ring gates you would have thought it was a ship i even kind of thought it was a ship but i <laughs> my knowledge knew it wasn't a ship uh if you know what it is and you go back and watch it it does seem more like a real gun or a piece of metal and not a ship but i definitely get the indication people would have thought this was a ship uh but what they did is they they're continuing to use protomolecule experimentation with other types of things like metal which we did see help the rossi when they took a railgun hit this episode didn't even damage them but they did lose power uh clarissa goes to fix the power she has her whole hero moment oh i didn't use my mods i promised you i wouldn't use my mod i wasn't even fully invested here i'm going to be thoroughly honest what did what did your mods have to do with anything <laughs> but i guess because she's well you know what because she was having like a sore shoulder and she could just use her mod but i feel like when she uses her mod she doesn't seem to have any control over what she's doing at least that's how it's portrayed in the show uh so i wasn't why, sure why she thought her mods would help her mechanical i guess to get herself i don't know i really don't um there's a moment where naomi's worried about clarissa and she ends up finding her after the power is restored and he's able to do what he's able to do uh they're pinned down that's when you know uh bobby says that <laughs> we not we may not make it and he says fine i'd rather be shot in the front than the back 
and then that's when bobby decides that i'm gonna be the hero of the day and she definitely looked like a badass hero when she was flying using her space thing to go out and if you recall and i knew this before i even listened to anybody else's podcast because it's very reminiscent of her first episode in season two when she was doing that drill everything about it was uh, very in line with that and that's when i did get nervous because i do know some things and stuff <laughs> where i was like uh bobby nah they better t- if i have to have bobby and not clarissa i'm gonna be pissed <laughs> i am not gonna be pleased whatsoever and so you have her take out the rail guns with her her rockets instead of capture them as they had intended because she didn't want amos to die i really think that truly was it like they were going to go out in a blaze of glory but then she's like no i'm going to make the ultimate sacrifice if anyone's going to have to go it's going to be me and then you have amos being like that's not going to happen especially as she's about to die because she you could see her seeing one of the people with a pretty much an incendiary rocket coming her way and then amos comes and and saves her life but she's getting shot up with so many bullets like her armor i can believe it right like a whole fucking mirror came down on that shit and she still survived barely but survived amos with no fucking armor (laughs) and they taking them 45,000 rounds where the person just kept getting shot up oh and it was hilarious oh i can't get tell what it is right now but it's flashing before my eyeballs and then the rossi comes and he just gets his ass up not even a little bit of an injury not back pain nothing <laughs> he's like fuck yeah rossi so after that they're all a little bit down because they don't have the rail guns they can't fix them it'll take a few weeks to fix said rail guns uh they don't have that time clarissa's like we can just go we can pick a ring just dip out save our own lives amos is like is anyone here really wanting to just leave you want to fuck him up somehow as long as we kill marco and then you have uh you have jim saying you are gonna kill marco (laughs) but you're not you're not but i get what he was saying like no we are ending him uh still won't get past that scene i don't care what people try to tell me uh then you have naomi going back to look at her data and she can see that they woke up the beans and she's like if we put enough mass through we can basically just allow them to be eaten and they seem to be on board with this very quickly and i do think that as bob stated there (laughs) i think it was condensed it didn't bother me so much and i guess if you you know if they would have went a little bit more into the red entities i would say yeah there needed to be more of a conversation but i feel it's still in its newbie stage that it's only a nuisance 
that no one really wants to deal with but jim jim definitely like there should have been a look on his face like ah fuck <laughs> i don't know about this but in the immediate versus the what could possibly happen i think that there just wasn't time to really think that out as much so it just didn't bother me in the same way but i get the point so this next scene i will say was anticlimactic <laughs> i wanted to to savor marco's demise but i wasn't allowed to savor it in the way that i did in the books and that's one of the things that unfortunately i don't think can be translated well or it could have uh i just don't necessarily know how uh i think if they had given a little bit more like if elvie came on and she started talking to them about the red entities and she still looked like fucking haunted uh or she gave a little bit more because i feel as if she would be fucking haunted because getting eaten is it sounds so uh blase <laughs> oh you just disappeared you know you just see it seems to be and even some people you have to explain that they're it's not just red mist they're being broken down molecule by molecule and it is hard to, if you're not in someone's mind to know they're just basically being torn apart piece by piece while they're consciously aware of it yeah uh i just wanted some more words in the dialogue to, to emphasize that fact that it's not just oh but i do think the saving grace is the fact that he knew it was coming before it came like he knew something was wrong and that's that's i think as much as we could get from that moment is that he knew his end was coming and then you had that last freezing moment of his smug face being like fuck but I guess that's a good time to go over to the Pella and discuss uh, what's going on. As stated prior, you have this moment where everyone's looking all glum, but they've had a lot of, you know, they haven't won a lot of battles, even though they just celebrated <laughs> one. So I don't, you know, the whole thing at the ring gate whatever I, I just can't get with the with the Pella and kind of what's going on there uh so Rosenfeld is kind of she's unsure with Marco but she allows herself to that's her her uh I guess her what gave to her demise is that she allowed herself to be fooled once again time and time again even though she's the smarter one in the room clearly by marco and his assurances and not allowed herself to be like okay <laughs> this is not i don't know what they were doing rosenfeld i didn't care about her character some people did i just didn't give a fuck i didn't care when she died um i think that she made her own bed and now she's sleeping in it but philip sees this as yet another person that his father has utilized has brought close to him but has absolutely no feelings about their death when he comes and talks to him about it like how do you deal with all these people dying or they're dying for the greater good you mean they're dying for you no they're dying for the greater good i don't understand how you still understand this part oh no i, I do motherfucker i do now i wanted this 
interaction to be more tumultuous but i think it actually works better the way it was um because what do you do when you realize your whole entire life is a lie yeah you can you can i guess you can uh he has reacted angrily he has um he's went through every degree now he's just fucking depressed <laughs> he's like i just i'm i'm here i'm here i'm realizing i never had a choice in the things that i've done i've never given it too much everything it's almost going back to naomi you have to listen to naomi and so many people don't listen to naomi who knows this man better than anyone else but she says my dreams were his my thoughts were his everything i did was to please him and those words are coming back and he's realizing i'm doing the exact same thing everything everyone does is for this person not for the cause and he doesn't even have the decency to feel any remorse about it and so he comes out and watches his father who gets the <laughs> this is my favorite part because he's like oh i always have something else up my sleeve and then he has that conversation with duarte who's like yeah i got what i wanted out of this you are a nice distraction but you on your own now oh yeah dang beltalota fuck you, fuck you. I'm waiting to talk about Duarte to the last for a reason. <laughs> but man, did that feel so and you just saw his face. Like you got one second into the real Marco, and you can see that he was dead. Like this was a gut punch. He thought he was he can't even get away. Even though he could have went through one of those rings, he really could have, but he doesn't have he's not a planner. You know, he, he has to deliver what he's already promised and Belters aren't stupid. They're only going to stay by you as long as you continue that promise. And now he doesn't have that anymore. And then there's Philip. And I think Marco hasn't been the same since this interaction with the Rosinante. I think that took a chunk out of his pride that he couldn't, he has yet to, <laughs> yet to, uh, to bounce back from. And I think he's been depressed since then. I mean, he has no interest in his son. He has no interest in absolutely anything. He just wants revenge. And without that, he has nothing else. He's a sulky teen. And in this moment where his son is at, is trying to find something to believe in him once again. And then he leaves that interaction. He goes out and he sees his own team who's down and low. Because um, I know that Bald Moves said, why would they depress at this point? They just uh, suffered some casualties. Rosenfeld's dead. She was the only one. The only buffer between Marco and the rest of everyone else. So yeah, that's going to be depressing everybody. They don't seem to have what they intended to show up with. They don't have the food. They don't have the, <laughs> you know, it's not been a, uh, an upward, an upward success. So taking another hit like that for morale, something Marco has to do with. And then you hear him chant or start the chant, Beltalota. Because he needs to get everyone uh, still on his side. But even as everyone else starts to chant and fall for his sauce once again, Philip's like, ah, I'm done. He just he turns around in his seat and considers his life options. I tried so hard and got so far. But in the end, it doesn't even matter. 
So now let's get back to her uh, Naomi being the one that actually starts the the overload of the reactor from the other ship that they had called the Bautista or Ben Bautista, something like that. Someone to be. And there's this satisfaction for um, several other crew members like yeah we got them because they see that the red mist is activated they are definitely being eaten and then you just have this moment where naomi screams they ask you how you are you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand from tying that guy i know that this scene was not scripted dominic tipper reacted to how her character would react in that moment and it is, I mean, I think that is, I would have probably, I'm glad we got the satisfied scenes, but quite frankly, I was so focused on Naomi here. Um, I did, I wasn't a fan of how they cut the interaction of her there. And then the moment where Jim's trying to, you know, she's really devastated. I wanted more of the Rossi crew. <laughs> That's just, this is only me it has nothing to do with the show to have a reaction to that because i do feel as if no one is acknowledging that's a sacrifice for her like this is her child and the the lack of any support or understanding there from everyone else besides jim i think is uh <laughs> odd is my choice of words I, again you can't service everything however this scene broke me and it did to me in the book like i cried in the book on this particular scene because i as a mother as a parent i cannot uh not only uh, you know you got to accept that your child might die and i think she was willing we saw that she was willing to accept that part that fate if that's what would happen but to be the one that did it and you know deeply in your soul that you were the only one that could do it because jim doesn't want it on his soul uh Amos probably wouldn't have cared, but it would have, it would have affected every relationship she had on the ship. And I think Jim putting pointing that out to her is why she had to do it. And then the minute she does, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not even thinking about it. And then she has one moment of remembering my son is on that ship. And then she just decides to push that aside and do what she needs to do. But then the minute it's done and they're gone, that devastation, you can't. Uh, so under understated so emotionally uh, i'm just glad that she gave that she knew to give that to the audience and to the character because uh, that that to me <laughs> had me crying once again being back in the book with the character uh, of where her mind was at this terribly terribly awful thing she had to do but then we find out a little bit later, and I didn't write down her quote, damn it. I'm, I'll probably write it down for the, the re, the, yeah, the wrap-up pod. But she has this quote, essentially, you don't get to know what you could have said to change someone's mind. You don't know, uh, you know, all you can do is try. Like, Jim, you followed your conscience and you thought other people, or you hoped other people would do the same. And she's not talking about herself in this moment. But it does reflect her like i tried to save my son i will never know that i actually got through to him that the words like you know you might say something that will haunt them or something that gets through to them and her having that one conversation with him it seemed like she failed but she actually didn't fail uh jim not destroying them at that moment gave him another opportunity to 
get off of that ship that he actually made it somewhere uh some people might say he's a mass murderer and he deserves the crime but that's simply not the case of this character <laughs> it's just not he was born in doctrine not only into a fanatical radical faction but on top of that he was the child of a completely emotionally abusive uh narcissist so two of these combinations from the point of him being born he was stolen from his mother so when he says what choice did i have that's honestly true what choice and i think in the show they're trying to say he's 18 he's like 70 <laughs> when this started he just turned 16 this is a child i don't care that the actor doesn't made look like a child to you that's fair <laughs> maybe he's been saying it all season but in the context of the show and the book this is a child but not only is it a child it's someone who's never really had a choice everyone that could have given him some positive or different path in life he was promptly kidnapped from right and so to say i mean naomi was an adult and it took her she had to remove herself from the situation like he was trying to keep her son hostage to keep her with him that's these are not normal things and some people who are online i just think that they they mentally either they're trolling or they're mentally not fucking okay uh and, and you, we all know about ignorant people you can't give them the time of day uh and i know sometimes i do i'm really working on that because <laughs> i was criticizing my own self i'm like why do i care so much about some of these other people are saying um we know it's coming from whatever place i don't mind having a conversation with someone but some people it's not about a conversation it's just they're being highly racist and they're being they're trying to sneak attack in there and and nobody's fooled by it so i think the best part is some of my contemporaries is simply just not even address it and sometimes i feel like if you don't address it though then you you don't i don't know you don't bring up the conversation of how things could be but giving people those people any attention that that gives them that makes their opinion valid and it's sometimes it's best to invalidate it by just pretty much acting as if they don't exist uh what else do we have uh bobby joining the ship that was fun she's like uh i'll be gentle then she fucks with holding what does this button do <laughs> uh clarissa made amos a pen the one he lost now if you don't know about that story there is a novella that will tell you about the story of that pen i know the story of the pen i missed the timmy cup I was like you're getting on that next girl but i was glad to see that they both shared the pen i thought that was a cute moment between them and then the voiceover and then you have i, I know i feel like i'm skipping a lot because there was a lot that fucking happened but i'm just going back and forth from my memory i will get back to the conference because before they had this conversation yes they did go to the conference uh you had them discussing at the table for the most part christian doing the same like she wants to to be better 
one believes it, but at the same time, she is still about her her government, and she wants to give the Belters, you know, a piece of the pie. But we still want to delegate what peace. We're still the mother in the situation. We're still in control of the situation. We're just going to treat you a little bit better. And you have Kamina being like, "That's not good enough." Uh, <laughs> I can give you my word all day long, and you you say that it's you're not taking it as good enough but you want me to take your word as good enough that doesn't make sense to me and you know it and that's when jim top taps into the point that marco he hijacked the cause a rightful cause that had points and that we need to control the travel between the ring station that's where the uh, transport union comes into play christian says well what if we have someone that's absolutely neutral run this independent transport union and that's when everyone looks at jim jim is of course the last person like she just keeps listing off all the things and he's like the only one that's like oh you're talking about me uh okay but i need a few assurances what i loved about this and when the, he announced it he was going through the speech that the, everyone gave them and then he starts on his own like uh i am not about to run this shit because I'm not about to be Fred Johnson. Fred Johnson tried, and then he got a bullet in the back. <laughs> because as great as that is, that makes Earth and Mars feel better. You need to deal with the belt. You need to trust the people that you say you trust your lives and you've put your lives in their hands plenty of times. You should be able to trust them. I'm giving it to Kamina Drummer because that's my first act as president is to resign and give it to my vice president. And Christian's like, this is bullshit after he says don't this is the only way for peace to happen you have to lose you have to fall on your sword you and and the inners this is the comeuppance that you have needed and you didn't want it but now that it's happened and we me and drummer and i'm gonna say kamina or naomi all decided that this is how we were going to out politic you and now we're here accepted and she says well i hope you're right james and she ends up trusting that because she's at the place where she can trust it it was nice to see drummer's family there still supporting her uh <laughs> it was nice to see the outfit that naomi had on she'd be putting on that black mayor she loves her little outfits they're so cute though i think that's smart i think that tells you something about where the belt is going to be going in the future holden calls her wise she says i've lived a hard life I like the scene where Naomi was enjoying Drummer giving orders to the inners. Like, I thought I'd never see this day happen. <laughs> uh, then just seeing them happy, cozied up. And then he starts going, well, there's that polymolecule sample, you know. And then there's also, there could be piracy. There could be a whole long list of shit that we will have to get involved with. And she's like, let's just, let's just be happy for one minute. Please, let's just be here. And that's how we see the Rossi just going off into the stars. I thought that was a beautiful shot to end the series on. Didn't talk too much about the Laconia stuff because I wanted to save it to her at the end. Uh, pretty much wrapped up where I thought it was going, but it stopped short of where I wanted it to end. So Zahn is brought back to the parents uh, when when Hikara shows back up with him. They're not happy. <laughs> that kid looks creepy and weird okay besides a lot of people were like well it looks like your kid yeah but he died there's no coming back from that that's not a natural 
thing where yeah i'm so happy you came back that's that might be an initial reaction but no seriously the first one is what the fuck your eyeballs are blue you don't look like my kid <laughs> you could sound like my kid and kind of look like my kid all day long i would have killed it or in that case stabbed it but i can understand if you're thinking wait something infected my kid's corpse and now i'm trying to protect my my other daughter from thinking that it's her brother they lock him in the closet Kara uses her her uh i forgot what they're called terminals to trick her parents into going out into the woods to to follow her or to retrieve her she ends up letting her brothers on out they walk out into the forest the dogs are following them she's like i don't care if i don't have anything to eat out here the dogs will just fix me if i die because that's her very simplistic way of thinking of death <laughs> and then we see the the laconia wrap up with duarte looking into the sky we see the platforms during the live chat i, I did realize that there was a little bit of a disconnect between people really understanding that this happened because of the proto-molecule being brought to the planet i think i said that in my podcast a few times but the correlation was definitely there that the reason why duarte cut off cut off marco is because he got what he wanted so there's still a huge big well i don't understand what the point of this whole story was for i didn't really like it i get if you didn't read the books i mean i'm totally fine with that particular opinion but i don't say I, i'm not i fall short where i say it was pointless because of the fact that you did need to know why the martians broke away that is what started this war so they broke away from their faction they went to this particular gate they took protomolecule experts this was a planned thing it wasn't just i'm gonna go over here we're gonna start a new thing the dream of mars isn't dead they're telling you a story a narrative on the third act without going into the third act and i don't think it's without merit to understand those motivations to understand primarily that marco was a fucking like this whole entire war he thought he was doing for the belt was nothing more than a distraction marco i mean it, it should put into your mind how much has this been marco as a puppet and the martians or laconians now pulling the strings and if he was pulling the strings this whole entire time just so that they don't know what's going on with Laconia, and then they have something to close the gate these are all important shit yes because you're not gonna get the next three books some people are like well i don't care so i'm not gonna get the next three books but that's ridiculous like some people being like i don't want to read just tell me what happens in the next three books <laughs> i'm trying to be nice because i get that human reaction <laughs> but that's also as an author myself that's so rude it's so rude to say like just just listen to the story man just listen to the story you're not gonna get it and, and that same thing i said if they want a fan service fucking what comes next in this little novella for the people who have read the books and, and what started this fandom to begin with i'm glad we have all these great fans that came from amazon i really am uh but there were there was a book series before there was a tv series and i think that there's absolutely nothing wrong and their prerogative to decide they want to explore a novella that even makes sense to the current story 
to be told. I just, I don't see why you wouldn't be thanking those fans for their, for their support. You know, and just to say it, it didn't work for me because I just didn't know what the fuck was going on. Well, you know, it will when you pick up the book and read it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what I feel about that. Uh, I think I have talked myself out. I think I'm I finally, I am exhausted. I have an 8.30 a.m. appointment. I'm not too pleased about at all because it's at 8.30 in the morning and it snowed. So I might have to wipe off my car, which my daughter or which my mom's like, you better make that little girl work, wipe off your car. You better not do it. But that is neither here nor there. We do have feedback. We's waiting on Mimi, but her ass going to be like, well, you know, I'm going to get this, this uh, overtime in. All right, then. Sure. Next time you're quite, you send in a request, it would be denied. Denied. <laughs> but Shy sent in some feedback. So let's hear what she has to say about this final episode. Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. Sadly, I am here. I mean, well, thankfully not to give my final thoughts since you're doing a final podcast on the expanse but still sadly that it is the final episode of this series and um i don't know i, I kind of messaged just a little bit about it um offline but um i mean i'm feeling some type of way i do i mean i, I don't know how i feel I, so i'm glad you're doing a kind of a wrap-up podcast so i'm thinking That'll give me more time to process um, my overall thoughts of the series, this season in particular. The f- I'm still even, so after this episode, I have a better, because I said it in my last feedback, I believe, about this final season only being six episodes. And I must say that although, um, you know, and I had to really think about it. Like, do I, am I saying this because I just want to see more and, you know, that this is the end. I just don't want it to be the end. Or is it because I feel like there's the story could have been fleshed out a little bit more. And I'm, although I do hate that it's over, (laughs) but I do feel like some of these stories could have been fleshed out a little bit more. Um, and that we could have gotten, more of a because I feel like we went from like zero to a hundred in one episode like the penultimate was just um was a lot of still groundwork and you know just character driven and all that stuff and then this was like action you know for the most part bam 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 and all that stuff and I don't know I just feel like it wasn't it it wasn't I don't know, I just felt like it needed something more. And again, I know that's, like I said in my last feedback, I know that's where the books come in for those who didn't read the books and we can really delve more into these stories. But at the same time, you know, I know that from reading, um, which one did I read again? I'm, I'm, you know, which book we did the review on that they change stuff 
from books, which for obvious reasons, they do it all the time. It's an adaptation. So it's like, um, so even though I'll read the book, it won't always translate to what the, the TV series did, which is fine. Um, but like, but I just felt like the TV series could have used at minimum. I think it needed, that's just my personal opinion, needed a minimum eight episodes to flesh out some things more. And um, maybe after I listen to your podcast, I'll understand that little sub story or subplot that they were doing with Kara and her brother. I'm still like not understanding what that was about. I mean, we got like five minutes of it in each um, episode at the beginning of each episode. And I really still don't make the connection between while we watch that versus, you know, what happened with, you know, Marco in the end. I mean, I know that Dorte, Dorte, he shut down shop. He's like, no, we're not, we're not um, doing business with you no more. Adios, peace out. But I'm not making the correlation between Dorte and Marco's um, um, agreement with the, you know, Cora and her family. I'm not understanding what we were supposed to gather from that and the death of her brother. So that part, I'm not quite linking up in my brain as to what all that meant and why we saw all of that. Um, so, yeah, um, so it'll be great to, you know, I mean, I only listen to your podcast when it comes to Expanse. If there's another podcast as well um, that you want to recommend um, or if you want to explain now that it's over, <laughs> you know, and you don't, the non-spoiler or spoiler, whatever thing is out the window, I would think, um, in regards to, um, the show, since again, that's it. Um, maybe you can shed more light on that for me. Um, as for, yeah, as for how it ended, um, um, like I said, it ended, I mean, it ended, I mean, I, I, it ended fine. I like the way it ended. Um, it still left a lot of things open for interpretation, I feel, and left things open for further exploration at some other point in the future if they want to do a future project for The Expanse. Um, it doesn't, you know, close the door, close the chapter, you know, on all these stories. So it leaves you wondering, it leaves you you know, all that stuff. Uh, I shouldn't say, um, yeah, it just leaves you wondering, which is good. It's good to, you know, leave a series with so many, not so many, still questions on different things that went on. Like, um, obviously the big one with Philip, you know, what happened with him. Um, I don't know, Marco demise. I don't know what I expected or what I, I don't know if I had expectations because it's hard to know what, at least for me, it was hard to know what I wanted to see. Um, I was fine. I heard, I mean, I remember what you said about Philip and even though that was my thought that he would, I mean, in a, you know, there was this, he would play a role in Marco Marco's demise um yeah I mean I understand about you know it's not that easy for the abused 
to confront their abusers. It's not semi. It's a, and I think I think for me, I would just go on more in the lines with what TV likes to do. Not so much that is realistically what happens, what tends to happen, because there's so much that TV does over-traumatize things that realistically in the real world wouldn't exactly play out like that. But for TV purposes, they tend to add a little... Uh, to the drama to make it excuse me more entertaining so I think that's where I was going with just what we tend to tend to see in these types of situations more so than what realistically should happen if that makes sense um but yeah um Philip making that decision to leave um and changing his name his last name to Nagata it, it says something again it leaves a lot to the interpretation and my and I think I said it in my last feedback if not um that there's still some of Naomi in him that some of Naomi got to him and stayed with him throughout this journey again I don't know how it went down in the books but in the show they decided to go this route that no matter how much influence Marco had on him throughout his life that moment with his mom impacted him so much that he made that decision. And that's how I interpreted it. It may be not to say, oh, yeah, he's completely good. And I like um, what Naomi was saying when it comes to Clarissa, why she chose to turn the page when it comes to her, because she would want that same um, grace, I guess is a better term, given to Philip when it comes to the horrendous choices he's made. Because again, we have to keep remembering this kid basically was brainwashed by his father and he's a kid. And so the choices that he makes, although he's making them, you know, consciously he's making them, but he has this heavy, heavy shadowing influence of his father that's guiding him throughout this whole throughout his whole life and so that that's that's hard to break free of that and so yes we want to um say he should be held to accountable for his actions at the same time understand why those actions are those actions i think i'll just say more in my um uh in your wrap up because i think i'm gonna do a part one and part two i just need more time to think about all of it this episode all you know the series this season all that stuff and then really give some thought provoking maybe hopefully feedback um and your wrap up because um this one's still fresh it was very emotional for me um which which was surprising i you know i really was delaying watching it because it's like man that's it once i watch this that's it so, but I'll wait till you do your final one to give my thoughts, more of my thoughts. So until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. That was Shy with her thoughts on the episode. Um, for the most part, I don't have much to add that we haven't already discussed. That I'm probably just going to go more into, into the wrap-up pod. Uh, I don't disagree. There could have been more fleshing out. I think that's just the... Um, what the what was sacrificed for um sorry my neighbors are just loud and i don't feel like stopping (laughs) to uh to let them do whatever but uh 
Yeah, I, th- I think that they they saw the budget. They really wanted to do the action bit at the end of the ring because that is very important. So unfortunately, uh, it was a shortened se- season and that it wasn't a creative decision or it was, but it was due to, you know, some other things I think people are really upset about. But this is TV. I mean, I've been burnt by TV so many times. And the fact that we got this show three seasons after it was initially canceled, I can't, uh, you know, I got to come out of my own uh, personal feelings and understand that I got way more of the expanse than I was supposed to get. And while it's not going to be ideally, I don't think any, I don't think anywhere it was going to be ideally to stop the show because you knew and everyone knows there's more like this has a beginning a middle and an end and i think that's driving people nuts that it has a beginning middle and an end and we're not going to get to that end part but it it was just hard enough getting it to the middle part i mean season three could have ended it was going to be satisfying season six ends and it's still satisfying i think those are wins beyond the actual critiques of of how it it, it all went down and and it it speaks to the show though too right to want more and more and more of it uh on screen with our favorite characters that we've invested in emotionally i think some people are a little thrown off by the fact that if you get into the books you might you're not going to get amos the way you get amos in the show you're not going to get bobby the way you get by and maybe that's that dissonance is really annoying to them to get into the series um i don't think it's that big of a difference like unless you're coming a drummer which does not have a a role uh most uh most of our main crew we still have alex so yeah i i think that while i'm understanding of those particular feelings those negative ones don't trump the the far more positive uh feelings that are not being you know things that are not being as highlighted Uh, but i won't disagree that it could of course been fleshed out more i will go into strange dogs a little bit more in the wrap-up i'll just hit that story arc beat by beat and then the parts that you missed in that particular story arc um but i think i did go into quite a bit into this podcast of why that was particularly important not so much the kara and the Zahn aspect, it's its talking to bigger, bigger things at play than just the characterizations that you were seeing in that. And then lastly, Marco's fate. Yeah, I wasn't too pleased about how it played out on screen. Uh, it is a little bit done better in books. I think understanding exactly what those green, mon- those red monsters are, what they do and the fact that there was a moment which i they didn't show where marco sees something absolutely horrifying in between the spaces and we've heard lv talk about it but it's it's still and i understand though why you really can't bog down into it because it is seven eight nine book stuff we can only give you so much because you're going to it's it's something they have to work out still they don't know the answers at book six (laughs) takes them a really long time to figure out those answers um so on one end i I get that you're not gonna get it's like you're we can only go so far because yes this leads to we're only giving you a tease at it it wasn't meant to be a wrap-up it was only ever meant to be a tease just like the rings opening was a tease it's um yeah it's just it's where you choose to put your focus on when you're evaluating the show and i think that 
give it a week or so more conversations be had uh, hopefully a lot more people are, are going to see or work out their feelings in regards to the the last season but i definitely think that we need to discuss the series as a whole because there was a lot of great things there so once again blackercouch.gmail.com if you want to send feedback or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe and until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic <laughs>